0: Better never rest in the sky what a thrilling time to be alive Good Tuesday morning everybody it is the Georgia show I'm Jake Rowe he's Rusty Mansell we are dogs HQ and we're going to talk about Georgia's receiver coach opening that's the kind of the news the thing we're following the most right now. Um, give you the latest on what we're hearing there. Um, Rusty, as promised yesterday on the show, uh, came in with some updates on that yesterday, a couple of them. so we'll get to that. And uh, listen, go ahead and get your questions in the comments section. we're going we're gonna fire away and and answer some of your questions and kind of get to the nitty gritty on some of that and be as specific as you want. Uh, you know keep it keep it uh, family oriented, obviously, don't go crazy on us, but uh, we uh, like we definitely want to get to some of your questions. Rusty, man, what, what's going on with the receivers coach position? What are you hearing a little bit here?
1: Uh, nothing new. Kind of uh, make sure my volume's good. I'm kind of on a roll. I don't want to get the, the YouTube comments. I've been getting about my mic for a while. So um, I think yesterday was a productive day. I think they did a couple interviews, and we put those names out. Those weren't the only interviews. Those are the ones that I feel like that I'm confident to put my name and our name on those. Those will not be the only interviews done. I uh, did talk with some people, kind of with knowledge of this last night, and the quote to me was, "Hey, we're we're not close. We're this is going to be several days of interviews." So, kind of goes back to what I what we said and what I've said uh, from the start. There was a lot of interest in this. There will be, and um, I do think this will be a uh, you know kind of a thorough search. This is important, uh, important hire, which they all are. If you're on the field at Georgia, it is a uh, it's a big deal, and. I think that um, I, I think that this, this going to be um, probably three or four more names at the surface, probably in the next twenty four forty eight hours, and we'll we'll have that for you.
0: I'm cool talking about the names you put out yesterday because I think they're really interesting names. They're very tied to the Georgia high school ranks, and you know, starting with uh, Jimmy Smith, um, former Cedar Grove head coach, beloved in in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's had some good ones. He's had some really good ones. Um, you know what do you know about Coach Smith? Obviously, you know Pitt. You know Sam Pittman um, recruited a couple of his kids from Cedar Grove while he was at Georgia. Justin Schaefer, uh, Notori Johnson. Um, you know what? What do we know about Coach Smith?
1: I've just been overly impressed with him, man. Since I've known him, I think he played college quarterback at Tennessee State. He's originally from South Carolina. Uh, kind of made his name in the state of Georgia will be in the head coach at Cedar Grove goes over to Georgia state for a year. Uh, Then he goes to Arkansas with Sam Pittman. Uh, I think uh, he is, uh, you know, I'll say what's been reported for on three this week. I think he's interviewed with Tennessee. I think NFL is an option with him too. So uh, don't really know all what's going on with him behind the scenes, but, Sounds like maybe Georgia, maybe Tennessee, maybe NFL somewhere right now with him, and he may stay at Arkansas. I mean, I know he's a coveted piece out there. i tell you what, man, he's done a hell of a job at running back. You know, he's coached all different positions. Uh, On the offensive side of the ball, he's coached them all, either high school level or college level, so that wouldn't concern me there. Uh, But he goes out and gets Rocket Sanders and all these guys. He's done a really good – he's got Rashad DeBinion, the running back from Cedar Grove, who's done a hell of a job at Arkansas. So he's done a really good job, not only recruiting but evaluating. That got a AJ Green kid out of Oklahoma, beat Oklahoma for running back at Arkansas. So he's done a really good job there, and uh, you know, just a name that I'm, I'm that I, I feel like has got a good chance. I'm not saying he's the guy, but certainly see why he would be on the board at this point.
0: What about Josh Crawford, uh, receivers coach at, at Georgia Tech? Had a really good run at Western Kentucky, man, and uh, obviously a lot of a lot of ties to recruiting. I mean, coaching the state of Georgia, coached at Valdosta, coached in mm-hmm. Colquitt, uh, coached at uh, uh, coached at uh, Jefferson County. Um, he he's been all over the state in the Peach State and 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 climbed his way up. And kind of, he did what just about all high school coaches in the in 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 the game want to do. He he was able to kind of go straight from high school coaching to to an Mm on-field job at at the college level and did a phenomenal job at Western Kentucky, man.
1: So I met Coach Crawford. He actually worked a couple of my MVP camps before. Okay. I met Coach Crawford. uh, I think he was at Lee County. Then he went over to Valdosta. Then he went over to Moultrie at Colquitt. And then went from Colquitt up to Western Kentucky. So he's been at GAC. He's been at Jefferson. He's been at Lee County. He's been at – Valdosta. He's been at Colquitt. He's ran the kind of the high school gambit in the state of Georgia. Has done a really good job, uh, you know, at Georgia Tech so far. In first class, obviously. Eric Singleton was a hell of an eval by that that group uh, to get that young man out. Alexander High School, one of the fastest players in the country. And then they were able to keep him. Uh, I talked to some Georgia Tech guys, kind of off the record back in um, in early January, and he said they followed off everybody in the country on that guy and was able to keep him. So that was a big deal. But Josh Crawford uh, is a name that probably, you know, he's certainly uh, worthy of mention too early on.
0: You know, I was, I did some asking around about him yesterday. Kind of, you know, I know a few coaches that were either on staff with him or coached against him or, or you know stuff like that, and tell you what, man, he he is he is very highly thought of. No matter where you go, um, you know he's one of those guys, just like just like Jimmy Smith is. I mean, I I had some interactions with Jimmy Smith whenever he was at Cedar Grove, went over there and um, met with met with Notori and, and Justin Schaefer and a handful of other guys that they had whenever they were uh, before they became household names in recruiting. I mean, listen, both of these guys are very very interesting to me because of their recent ties to the high school ranks. Do you think back to Dell McGee? And, and kind of the, the way he turned it like that, you know, the way he kind of made that quick jump. I mean, he was an on-field coach for one year um, at, at Georgia Southern and, and ended up being the head coach for the bowl game. Uh, I, man, I tell you what, you couldn't have – you've got some fans now that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, because, oh, hey, you know, DeAndre Swift and Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb, that, that, they haven't had a guy quite like that in a while. You got some folks who may think a little bit differently about Dell but I know in those first two or three years you couldn't have you you couldn't have sold you couldn't have found anybody that could afford stock on him. He was that big of a deal uh, for Georgia. Um, so I mean these neither of these guys have been assistant coaches in the in the SEC or or in the in the national landscape for 10 15 years but young, energetic, high school ranks, developmental guys, Uh, understand the game and and they're all in with it and i mean uh, to me i don't know this this it feels like a good move it feels like a a good place to start for georgia That they're already off to kind of a hot start and trying to figure out who they want to get for this job
1: i mean it's a it's a i don't I, i i don't think you know other than brian hartline which would is not happening that that would be the to me the ultimate ultimate slam dunk um I just think that's not going to happen. His next move, he's going to be a head coach somewhere. Uh, but for Georgia, I, I had little concern. Some people want to, you know, we knew the Hines Ward talk was going to come up, yeah. and obviously we talked about we addressed the Terrence Edwards yesterday, and those are our names that are always popular with that. But you know, I was confident that we felt like you got high test college experience uh, with this group, and and recruited the state of Georgia. But there's not going to be lack of. Uh, you know, people trying to get this job, you know, just because we don't have 10 names out there right now. And sometimes you don't, sometimes they won't let you put a name out. Like, like with Fran Brown, I wasn't able to put that name out for a little while, (laughs) you know, because they, there's, there's people involved, there's families involved, there's schools involved and it's those types of things. So, um, you know, there's, there's, um, there's not, there's not going to be lack of people trying to get this job. Very, very confident in that. And, um, you know, like I said, George is going to do interviews and, this thing might get into, you know, a week or so. But I think, you know, by I'd say by midweek next week, Georgia's going to have a wide receiver coach to me.
0: Uh, okay, I want you to understand where I'm coming from when I say this. I'm not saying this is going to factor into Georgia's process and who they're going to hire. But tying this back to something that you've said multiple times now, and you said yesterday when we talked about the state being kind of up in the receiver, you know, spot. How much does, you know, not just for this coming class, but the 2026 class as well, you know, with, you know, again, a guy we brought up yesterday, like a Devin Carter, who goes to Cedar Grove High School. How much do you think that can help Georgia, you know, to if if it does hire one of these guys or some, or, or a guy with such heavy t- ties to this state um, that it can maybe help them kind of lock down the state in terms of those big time wide receivers here in these next couple classes?
1: Well, there's a pretty deep discussion here and, uh, the wide receiver group is the what I would call the NIO group. So, yeah. you know, uh, at, at what point is there a limit to where you would pay X amount of dollars for the highest rated wide receiver? That's not something you've seen Georgia do. Uh, they've done, they've chose to go in other directions. Now, they have been very competitive in that. I think Georgia has done a good job of keeping roster retention in their wide receiver room and going after portal wide receivers too. So the portal's been the number one wide receiver. That's that's been the deepest thing. So there's a lot of more layers to it now I think than what can they do in state because the wide receiver position recruiting has changed so much in the last 24 months. Uh but it does not hurt that this 2025 class in Georgia uh immediately is, is something and and if you look at that Jake you think about the upcoming decision. So you you hire a guy. Say you hire a guy Monday. He goes through spring practice. He gets to see a couple of kids and persons they come over. And then when he goes on the road in May, he's got some important visits to see those kids. And then they got those officials in June. A lot of those kids are making decisions. So it's a little bit more sped up for that twenty twenty five and who this guy is. So to me. There's that much more value in somebody in knowing these kids are knowing the state, you know what I mean, instead of trying to learn everything. But, you know, it's not make or break just with high school anymore because the NIL, I mean, look what George has done. I mean, how many receivers they bring in? They brought in a kid from Miami, USC, Van, Vanderbilt, you know, and uh, it's, just, it's just the way it is now that that wide receiver is the deepest, and I think the most talented, and let me say the most coveted, uh, uh, Nil wise in the portal and at a high school too, man, if you want to get one of these, one of these kids, that has got a lot of, a lot of stars beside it. um It's going to, it's going to cost
0: you. Spring transfer portal still ahead of us, but you know, I sit here and I think about, all right, whoever gets this job, I feel is walking into a really good situation for Georgia wide receiver, not just because of the guy he's coaching, but because of the guy delivering the football to him, obviously got Carson Beck back um after a very strong first year as a starter. But Ra-Ra Thomas, Dominic Lovett, Dylan Bell, probably spring practice is your top three. Love yep. those top three. Really loved what Dylan Bell did late last season. Those portal guys that we talked about, Colby Young, Michael Jackson III, London Humphreys, probably uh, Anthony Evans, all in that very next group. You got about seven wideouts there that you feel good can help you out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a testament to kind of what Brian McLennan was able to help Georgia do in the portal that they feel as good as – that you can feel as good as they do even after losing Lab McConkey, Marcus and Jack Sain, a couple of guys that could be off the board by day two of the NFL draft this year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's also a really cool situation, a really good situation, and one that I feel like some good receivers coaches are going to want in. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated, Rusty, and I know you are too, to, to learn about the next names because it, it, it rarely just stops at two. You know, the, the, the first ones are rarely the ones. I'm interested to understand who's going to come back out and who's going to come out next. What other name trip, trickles out? And that kind of brings me kind of to our next set, and we're going to get to all the questions. But this kind of brings me to our next question. Lonnie Galloway at USC, UNC. Haven't heard a ton about that just yet, but would be a, well, a guy that I like well, and would be a fit.
1: What did I say yesterday? Uh, with Kirby in the past is connection. So if you take Lonnie Galloway, where's his connection to Georgia? He's worked with Stacey Searles.
0: Uh-huh. So,
1: so there's always, you know, there's a guy in the room, there's a guy on the offensive side of the ball, you know, so uh, haven't really put his name out yet, but you start thinking about connections and that's a guy I'm sure that's probably been discussed either way in that room because he has a connection to that staff with Stacey Searles. They've been on the same staff together. So, um, you know, there's, there, there's those things too.
0: And you got Kyle Johnson here saying Holman Wiggins, formerly at Alabama, let's do it. Co-office mm. coordinator at Texas A&M, not saying it's impossible. Mm. Don't see it right now. Um, no. Did a really good job at Alabama, though. I mean, recruiting and developing. I'm talking about putting some dudes on the field.
1: Uh, um, Jay, Jay Reed Hodges there says, who landed all those receivers a few years ago? I tell you who landed all the receivers. They had Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones. <laughs> and um, it was before NIL, too. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, and Amari, Cooper and Jerry Judy, you know, kind of got that whole thing rolling. You know, uh,
1: uh you look
0: at, you look Julio at, Jones,
1: Devontae Smith, and all that crowd, man. It uh it's uh it, it, it Bama, Bama. You'll never see and that was incredible. The the quarterback room, a wide receiver room during that time, uh the 2018, 2019, 2020, you'll never see anything like that in college football again for that, for that just incredible, especially now the portal, too, with the portal. Uh, but that was incredibly deep, and yeah, the,
0: um, but the, in the way they had those guys, and, and it's a testament to kind of how they did their did their thing, man. But the way mm-hmm. they had those guys wait for their turn, you know, Devontae Smith not doing a whole lot as a freshman, caught that touchdown pass against Georgia, but you know, kind of stuck it out and and ended up staying until he was a senior. And you know what, you know why
1: Smith, you know why Devontae Smith went to Alabama? He was committed to Georgia. Yeah, and, and then San Petito, San Petito, same the Sammy San Petito got hired from uh, Georgia to Alabama, and it took about six months. And uh, San Petito and Devontae Smith from the same hometown. So yep, that didn't take long. And he flipped to, uh, to, to, to Georgia, I mean, to Alabama. But he was committed to Georgia. And the reason he was committed to Georgia was uh, he had a, he knew San Petito, Petito growing up and knew that family.
0: Hey, so fire these questions in if you got them. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead and get to uh, our man Eddie uh, from Ackworth here. Dear. Y'all like yeah, I like my mug.
1: my mug. Shout yeah. out, uh, shout out Rome, Georgia. I think uh, I'll give him a free shout out traditions, uh little souvenir plays in Rome. I think they're online. You can get that sweet little back-to-back mug, good coffee mug.
0: But this question from Eddie, uh, Eddie from Ackworth, which is more important for this role, coaching aspect or recruiting, or are they both equal? it's it's very both are very important at every position i mean i would say maybe running back is one where you know i still think development is really important you got to get through to these guys and get them to understand and 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 be willing pass blockers and 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 do some things that they maybe didn't do at the high school level all of it's very important but i have always thought that the lines of scrimmage the receivers and the defensive backs are the ones where you need a dude who can who can go relate and go recruit? But you got to have a guy that's a technician too. You got to have a guy who can get them um, technically sound. And um, Rusty, I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on this. Which do you think either one is more important, or do you have to? If you're a program like Georgia that wants to wants to try and challenge for this thing every year, I feel like you've got to get a guy that's going to be able to do both of those at a really high level.
1: There's so much so many layers to wide receiver coaching now, and it's got to be nil. It's got to be uh, development. Biggest thing Georgia's got going for them, they got Carson back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. The wide receivers, uh, I mean, it, it, it's so much. I don't want to say wide res, wide receivers are a different group of dudes, and I get it. Uh, but they want the ball. They don't give a damn about anything else. They want freaking touches. And if you got a ball distributor and you got Carson back, um, most of these guys are. Going to be damn good coaches, and most of them are going to be good people because you're going to know them, and they're going to have multiple stops. and Kirby's going to he's not going to take a chance on somebody out of the blue that you've never heard of. There's going to be backgrounds and all that. But you know, the best thing going for Georgia right now in that wide receiver room is is, is what Lab McConkey and and uh Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saying are about to do at the combine, and they're going to help themselves. And then you're going to see. Uh, you're gonna see Brock Bowers and all these guys show out, and then you're gonna see Carson Beck on every Heisman list and every pre-SEC list, and then they're gonna they're recruiting. You know they got Ryan Pugliese in there, they got Gunnar Stockton in there. Uh, if they land one of these top 2025 kids, that's what they want to know. Who's gonna be there? Then it gets down to how much am I gonna make, and uh, so it's it's a different. It's a different room, man. It's a different day and age at wide receiver. And if they don't get touches, they'll be out of there.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the things that you kind of have to look at there is what's coming up, like you mentioned, what's coming up at quarterback. And we got to it yesterday. For those who didn't watch yesterday, I asked Rusty straight up, you know, Juju Smith, uh, uh, Matt Zollers. uh, What do you think? Do you think it, you know, who's next? And Rusty said, you know, and I agree with them. Don't don't really think at this point they're going to get to that next group. That that George is going to end up with somebody out of those top two there. Um, and that'll that'll help them a lot too. Another thing I want to point out, Rusty, is for the first time in the history. Well, first of all, George's got one four thousand yard passer in the passer in the history of the program. And that was Stetson Bennett in twenty twenty two. But yeah. over the past two years, with Carson Beck getting very near that in fourteen games this past year, would have gotten to it if he played the second half of the Orange Bowl. Yep. um oh, george's yeah. aver- averaging a 4,000 yard passer for two straight seasons carson Beck comes out and does it again that's something else that georgia kind of gets to sell there as a program um another guy that has some georgia ties that we know a little bit about kevin beard from miami um mm-hmm. any thoughts there rusty
1: i hadn't heard much about kevin beard uh with okay. this you know just have his name doesn't, doesn't say but early on i haven't heard, heard much about his name in a while but yeah he was there and um uh, for for a while so that that would be interesting so listen i'll I'll have some names probably sometime tonight if not in the morning uh probably some some at least one or two more names i'll add to our our dogs hq site um as a as i try to confirm today but um like i said man it's going to be it's going to be um it's 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 a very attractive job and um I, i a couple of things I've highlighted here. I'll be surprised if they hire somebody out of the blue. But Palmer sent us a really good text right there, and that's tr- and not for and he's 100 right. You know who the wide receiver coach from 2013 to 2016 was, and all those guys were 2015 to 2016 was Billy Napier. Yeah, Billy Napier was a wide receiver coach in Alabama, and uh, did a hell of a Billy Napier did a hell of a job at Alabama recruiting. But here's the thing, man: I had a coach, I would say a coach, I had a guy that was a former coach. That I saw Sunday. He's worked in personnel departments and those type of things. And he said, Who do you think Georgia is going to get in uh, wide receiver coach? I said, I don't know, man. It's, you know, we got to try to figure it out. And he goes, Well, I can tell you this when they got that damn G on their chest, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to recruit. And that's the same way at Alabama. When you got yep. that, what they call the script today, when you got the script today, uh, Billy Napier walks into a school back in the day, that was a little different. And whoever gets this job at Georgia, it's it's different, man. I'm not saying it because I cover Georgia. It's facts. It's a lot easier to recruit with that damn G on your chest, and and, and uh, a lot of coaches will tell you the same thing.
0: Wind at your back, man. Wind at your back. Absolutely. Uh, uh, red and black dog. If we could get an elite quarterback or an elite wide receiver out of high school, which is your pick? Mm-hmm. Ten times out of ten, elite quarterback. Um, same, every single yes, time. Same ten time. times out of ten.
1: That's why Marvin Harrison's going to go about fourth or fifth, and he's the best player in the draft. Marvin Harrison's the best wide receiver to come out in a long, long, time. and long I could time.
0: not agree with you more. I told somebody that the other day. They said, "Who would you take if you were somebody at, you know, if you were if you had the second pick in the draft? Who would you take?" I said, "I don't care. I wouldn't take a quarterback. I'd take Marvin Harrison because I think he's the most sure thing, best player in the draft.
1: He's the most sure thing at wide receiver in a long, long time, and he's a super freak. And Brock Bowers is the most sure thing I've seen in tight end in a long, long time. But it's a quarterback-driven league. If you don't have one, you're done. Georgia." um it, uh, the falcons they're done without one uh georgia has to have a quarterback carson beck's come through they've had a great run of quarterbacks you see what georgia has done uh with their guys and um so you know it, it is what it is but there's a reason why the first three picks in the nfl draft barring something crazy are going to be three guys um that are have question marks about them there's no question marks about marvin harrison only if he stays healthy he is he's a super freak day 1
0: well, I feel like you know that that number came out yesterday from the past three years. Um, opponent adjusted yards per play defensively yeah. for Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's always going to play solid defense. At worst, they're they've always going to ha- they're always going to have a super high floor and most of the time a really high ceiling on defense. So you pair that with big time quarterback play and how Georgia recruits the lines of scrimmage, and that's just a recipe to to scare everybody every year. Keep everybody up at night, worrying about you. Everybody Always in the conversation is the best team in the country. And there's something that comes with that, too, always being in the conversation is the best team in the country. Because, listen, you heard a lot of kids say it Sunday at that Under Armour camp when you are interviewing them. Like, hey, you know, why is Georgia in the mix? What what do you like about Georgia? I'm like, it's Georgia, man. They're the best – you know, right now they're the best program in the country. Why why would – if I'm a kid from, from around here, why wouldn't I want to go to Georgia? And that's There's
1: confidence. There's confidence as a parent to know that your kid is going to be surrounded by great players. Now, can they get on the field is the question, but, but the college experience of knowing that Georgia is going to be in all the big games, you got a chance to win the national championship every year. And, um, you know, you're going to be surrounded by great players and, and really the ones that, that, um, you know, I, I was talking to the, the owner of the Under the Armour camp, uh, one of the co-owners, Billy Tucker. i guess Billy would mind me sharing this. Billy Tucker's son went to high school with Jonel Aguero, and he told me Sunday, well, he said, how's Jonel doing? I said, he's doing good. He's got a really good chance to start this year. This be a big spring for him, and and um, I said, you know, if he's acquired like I think he is, he's – He's going to have a really good chance. He said, Rusty, I've been around him a long time. He said, this dude's an animal. He said, this guy will knock your head off, and he absolutely cannot get enough of football. And I said, that's why he went from Boston to Georgia, and probably at the end of the day, why he turned down a hell of a lot more NIL money. I'm talking a hell of a lot more money NIL money from one school to go to Georgia. And they made a run at him that last hour that, that made me nervous trying to Keep up with it. Uh, as I was on the golf course that day, he was aside. I was like, oh, God, here, I'm at the office golf course, and this this site's about to light me up because I've been saying Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. But going back to that, if you're wired to want to get in that kind of ring at Georgia and know that you got to fight your ass off to play and start because everybody's really good, uh, you're, you're, you know, Georgia's very attractive to you.
0: Hey, hey, listen, this ain't. Uh, this is apropos to nothing. There ain't nothing like being on a golf course and starting to get texts that some stuff's going down, okay? That's, yep. that's panic mode right there, buddy, especially if you ain't got that backpack in the golf cart with you.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
0: to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Um, all right, Charles Clark, do you guys agree with the strategy of prioritizing high school NIL for the lines of scrimmage and then use portal for skill positions? I mean, Yeah. I mean, if I, I see, I don't necessarily know that that is Georgia's philosophy. I think Georgia wants to go high school for all of it, but they're also realistic. And when it comes down to, all right, well, if you're going to miss, if you're going to kind of dial it back, I think you have to look at the portal and what's traditionally available in the portal. Like Rusty has said so many times, and it's it's apparent, wide receiver is a rich, rich position in the portal. I mean, so many – I mean, look at look at Missouri last year going out and getting Theo Weiss to replace Dominic Lovett, who Georgia got, who became Georgia's second leading receiver. Jamison Williams to Alabama. Um, you know, you, th- there are impact – I mean, I know I'm missing some, but there are impact receivers.
1: Jordan Addison from Pitt.
0: USC. Yeah, Jordan Addison is another real good one right there. Um, AD, A.D.
1: Mitchell to Texas.
0: Yeah, A.D. Mitchell to Texas. Jermaine Burton to, to, to Alabama, you know. That, that that's such a rich pos- position in the transfer portal that um you have to kind of, you kind yeah. of have to figure it out that way. Isaiah bond Palmer brings up as a guy just with, I mean, Isaiah bonds out there making some of the biggest plays of Alabama season, two fourth down catches in two games to save Alabama's bacon. Well, one of those was a catch. Uh, I, I think we can talk about the other one, whether it was a catch or not, but, oh. um, Isaiah Bond jumps in the portal, goes to Texas. You know, what I mean, and 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 uh, Juice Wells going to Texas. Oh no, sorry, going to Ole Miss this year. Um, it's just a position rich spot, and I think if you're going to look at it, like it's
1: not right. just it's not just the headline, like quote unquote headliners. It's deep, like it's thirty deep at wide receiver that all the P5 schools are fighting over.
0: Yeah, and and not only that, I mean, like look at a guy like Colby Young right like i don't think anybody out there thought even at 6'5", 220, oh my god he's a must have you've got to get him and i don't think georgia was just like hard up i've got to have a wide receiver we are we're we are hurting we are dying here but they wanted to add to that room so they went out and got a guy
1: red zone
0: red's 10 touchdown catches in 2 years you six, know
1: 65 I mean, six, georgia didn't have that this year Right. They didn't have that big I hadn't guy had it
0: in that. a while you know so, the last guy they had couldn't stay healthy. That was you know about. I guess you could put George Pickens in that category a little bit, but he had trouble staying healthy those last two years. Lawrence Cager mm-hmm. had trouble staying healthy in that one year. Man, when you look at what Lawrence Cager was able to do for Georgia whenever he was healthy, it was he was so good. He was such a good player, and they used him so effectively. And I, and I really think that that a Colby Young can help George out a lot. And like you said, the position is just so deep that you have to just. Listen, they just got to deal in reality. And what reality is, is sometimes if you've got to kind of get outside of your comfort zone, and and when I say comfort zone, out of your core philosophy in terms of NIL and recruiting, to go get a wide receiver that may or may not be able to help you right away, or may or may not develop for you down the road. Then I think you've got to deal in reality and understand that there's some there there are definitely 100% based on everything you've seen thus far are going to be good players in the transfer portal wide receiver. Yeah,
1: it's just it's just there's so many layers of wide receiver. I don't I know guys I don't want to get to just over and over and over, but it's such a different recruiting position now than it was two years ago. And uh, listen, at the end of the day, I don't give a damn. It's Jimmy's and Joe's, and that that's what it. That's what it is. You got to have Jimmys and Joes, and they'll make a lot of coaches look a lot better. Um, And Jake, you've been on a a level of high school coaching, and you 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 probably seen some guys that that just once you have a dude, you don't really coach him. You just put him in the right place and let him go. So uh, it'll be interesting how that unfolds. And uh, man, I'm excited. Damn it! It it, the weather yesterday afternoon got kind of nice. Sun came out. You know, went outside for a little while in the afternoon and you and started talking about, man, this it's, it's getting about spring practice time, man. Have they announced the first day of spring
0: practice? They haven't, but it's going to be that Tuesday after the start of spring break, which I believe is going to be March.
1: Well, Georgia had a parent. Georgia had a parent. We didn't do it. Georgia had a parent tweet out the schedule. She took it out after a little while. But, yeah, March the 12th would be the first yeah, day.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. And then be April 13th. Yeah, April uh, 13th. Yeah, April 13th.
1: Less, less than a month, man.
0: Yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm really excited to get a chance to get in there and cover it. You're talking about a nice weather. I got outside there yesterday and I was noticing this morning. I got up. I still had some, some, I got my face red. Got a little, got a little sun on my face. I feel pretty that, good that, about that, it. That, fresh,
1: that. Fresh skin, man. Get
0: yeah. To get, yeah. End up. Um yeah, this so got me I, my beach trip.
1: I got to, I got to get, I play a little golf and these little, these little scramble. I'm a scramble guy. I'll play yeah. a little. But I'm more though. I'm the number four. I'm put. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll hit a
1: good drive for you every now and then. I, and I always have good music, so people want me to play with them. So I always have the speaker by Make sure but the
0: cans get emptied and thrown in the trash can.
1: can. Get thrown empty and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, I thought about that yesterday. So I get my clubs out, and start swinging a little bit. So looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I was watching some tape last night on some games and watching some players. Uh, I know I got a problem. And, and that's the reason why I don't buy myself much, but I bought myself a massive, massive TV up here from my office, and I start re-watching Georgia games and watching defensive stuff, and really Michael Williams, man, I kind of want to get your thoughts on him, uh, where he is going into this year, and where you think, you know, where he can project, and, you know, what we know, what we understand, they're going to they're gonna basically change his position up. They're going to stand him up, and I think that's what he wants to do, and, you know, he's got that frame. He's 6'5, 250, 255, 260. And uh, that's not too big to do that. And, and and if he can create pressure, but he also can always put his hand down on the ground, you know, also. So he's multi, multi talented there. But I'm just, I think Michael Williams is about to take that step. I think Michael Williams is about to take that step. Kirby Smart spoke in Atlanta Sunday night at a little. Um, Little thing, and I heard him talk about. I saw some pieces on social media. And I heard him talking about Trayvon Walker, and said that Trayvon Walker barely started at Georgia, Uh and he went number one. And uh, I, I think Michael Williams has got a great opportunity as this year goes on to really not only have a damn good year for Georgia, but to really make some money uh, as an NFL prospect. What's your thoughts on him,
0: man? I, I mean, I, I can't state enough how much I like the idea of that move. You know, like I, I can't und- – I mean, and we saw it right away. You know, it was funny. I, I expected to see more of it last season. You know, like I really did. Georgia used it a little bit against Kentucky. And that mm-hmm. was with Tramiel Wildhauer at defensive ends while, while Tyron Ingram Dawkins was banged up. And I honestly suspect, Rusty, that if Tyron Ingram Dawkins had been able to stay healthy all year long, I think you probably would have seen more of it. Cause that made Georgia a little shorthanded at DN the more they played Mike L at outside linebacker. Yeah. But man, when you when you saw that bowl game, when they had both of those guys healthy and some time to get some stuff for that, I mean Mike L comes in there sacking a half, tackle and a half for a loss, force fumble. I mean, it was just it was nasty. You said and another thing, another thing I love about the pairing here is you do that and you need a little less of Jalen Walker as you can still – obviously a specialty and his, his edge rushing stuff, but you need a little less of him at outside backer, so he gets to play more inside backer and bring that playmaking element to that position and and just makes you more dynamic there. And he had a heck of a bowl game too. Um, man, I I really like what Georgia's got coming back on defense, and I just think it all hinges on – and I again, I don't, I'm not trying to take it too broad here. I just think it all hinges on – how much better does Jordan Hall get? How much better does Christian Miller get? How big of a bounce back does Nazir Stackhouse get? And how can Warren Brinson round out his game? Because those four, those four yeah. have a chance. If if they all take a step forward, just, you know, like Kirby says, those incremental gains, if they all take a step forward going into next year with the changes has made around it, I think George's defense can be pretty nasty.
1: Um, a couple of questions on there. Who got George Pickens? Um, I tell you, who got George Pickens. Del McGee it was was the Del McGee took that recruitment over, and uh, because that was a that was that was one of those that was going to go all the way to the to the to the end. And uh, there was several staff members, you know, that were recruiting him, but Del McGee was definitely uh, definitely involved with um, with that George Pickens deal. And Man, you uh, want
0: to talk about getting caught in a, in a rough spot with that one? I kind of thought that was on Nas- that was on national signing day, right? That was on the second signing day, I believe. Second. And I thought they were done, like I thought. Kind of the day was, I was like, man, they ain't nothing going on for a little bit. Well, I, I, I head on over to Kroger. I'm gonna we'll get the stuff, and I never forget what I was getting. I went to get some stuff to make tacos. Yeah. And I decided while I was in there, I was like, hey man, I'm gonna buy like eight guacamole, uh, eight uh, not gu- eight uh, avocados. I'm gonna make a big big thing of guacamole because we had some yeah. folks coming over. Yeah. And I'm getting out there, and the dang uh, bag, of gu- bag of avocados bag of avocados and they're rolling everywhere, and I start getting texts like, hey, I think George Pickens is going to Georgia. And I'm, I'm reaching under the car, grabbing avocados from behind the wheel and everything else. And all of a sudden it pops, and I got to jump in, hit that, get the hot spot rolling, try to get a story ready, get it going. Cause I think you had something, you were off site that day doing something else. And I was just like, Hope, man, you're well, in full blown panic mode.
1: It was one of those ones where I didn't have the, the you know what to say he was gonna go to Georgia because. just i had to hear him say it you know georgia it was georgia kept getting in there they kept going on visits and that's all i could say was hey that you know this is going to be at least worth watching and um when they i remember keith nieber our buddy was working for auburn at the time and uh they had went over there they were there covering that for us and uh at the time and i remember them going hey uh there's some buzz here that Georgia might get this kid in a minute. And I was like, oh, boy. If you ever see the video when he says Georgia in that room of all those Auburn fans, it's, it's, it's pretty quiet over there. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. I, he'll have to send this thing in before I believe it. But, uh, yeah, he was – was, uh, that was a uh, – that, that was a wild one there.
0: Been some fun was over the years, man. But that one – that one have always catched me uh, – strike me as the one that had me panicking the most. That was that one was, uh, was whoo man I you know that's just in the moment man these things happen real fast and and you know what you got to do to make most of them from our side of the business and everything but well, now, you, now
1: you now now you have to write you just have to have a story just in case yeah yeah you I know, mean that,
0: it, yeah.
1: that's what happened with the Todd Gurley leaking to Clemson uh, and I believe that you know the Clemson yeah. side they, they posted it but. They didn't it accidentally posted. All they did yeah, was have
0: that was uh Corn Blood. I can't remember Phil Corn Blood, yeah. All and that I was, between, I was between Raleigh and Tarboro when that happened, yeah. And it pops, and Ryan Bardo, who was at Rivals at the time with Tiger Illustrated, hits me up and he goes, Hey, reports are Todd Gurley committed to Clemson. He was just messing with me. I was so green, yeah. I had the first commitment thing i'd ever done i'd been full time for like two weeks and Mm. he's just nailing me like oh man here we go and Mm. and then finally you know he gives me about 10 minutes to stew on it whether or not i'm gonna try to go back home you know like i'm already up here i'm not i mean i'm almost in virginia buddy and uh he goes nah man i think i think he jumped the gun i'm pretty sure he's going to georgia
1: (laughs) b-mac man yeah yeah b-mac yeah that was that was that was a massive win for him
0: it was, it was, and hey, I, I listen. That was my, that was my real introduction moment to the whole thing. I had gone down to, what uh, Jordan Jenkins had just committed to Georgia on, uh, on the Fox on the with Chad, I believe. I believe yeah. Chad did that show, yeah. yep. and uh, he had just committed to Georgia. So I went down to Harris County that day, and uh, I learned my lesson that day. That you know, hey, listen, don't don't bite off too much at one time. So I got mm-hmm. down to Harris County like, that morning, like seven o'clock. Oh my God! Go hang out with Jordan, Jordan uh, Jenkins for about an hour and a half, two hours. Get a great interview with him. We we you know we do some stuff, and then I'm I, I drive to Columbus to then just get back on eighty five and go straight up all the way to Raleigh to stay the night and go to Tarboro the next day, and then it was Todd Gurley. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. That, that was that was a fun early days. I put some miles on that old truck.
1: Y'all need to get Chad on Bark After Dark and let him tell you about those years. He should do that show on Fox Sports South. And, yeah. uh, you know, all those, those kids would get on there. They wouldn't tell the coaches. They wouldn't tell the coaches before they got on there, you know. And the, the night Jordan Jenkins committed to Georgia, actually Alabama was playing in the national championship. And they were playing out in, uh, I think, out in uh, one of those California games or whatever. And uh, they were texting Jordan Jenkins right there and, Started DMing everybody, trying to figure out where he was going to go because he wasn't going to tell anybody before he got uh, – I think Jordan had, you know, kind of realized, hey, I need to tell these guys before they go on this field not knowing what's going on. But Chad's got some great stories. I don't want to steal all his, but but uh, Reuben Foster, he had Reuben Foster committing there. and Reuben ran up the bill on some wings in the hotel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you probably
1: uh, – yeah, I need to get Chad on there. Bar got the dark. He'd be good.
0: You want to tell you want to talk about a guy that had several commitment stories written for him, Reuben Foster. Yeah, several commitment stories.
1: Yeah, that was a, that was a how about my man had an Auburn tattoo and played a bat.
0: Yeah, that's unbelievable, unbelievable. All right, we'll be back with you on Thursday with another Georgia show. Who knows what we'll be talking about, but we'll try to make it interesting. We love you guys. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you again on Thursday. Take care.